Welcome back to the Hockey House Podcast, presented by Selly Hockey Co. Episode 28 coming up for you. I'm Murph, joined virtually once again by Glick and Fitz. Fitz, how are we doing tonight? Doing good, Murph. As you can see, the room's slowly coming together in the background. I've been working hard trying to set it all up. But all the all the uh, LED lights you guys missed from uh, when I was back at IU and we had all the, the flashies going on during the podcast. So they're, they're coming back. There we go. We've got Glick joining us. He he was a scratch for our interview with with the the guys from on this episode, but he's back to join us for the intro and the outro. What's up, Glick? Yeah, I was very upset that I couldn't make it for the interview, but I, I gave it a listen. It was a great interview. So you watched the game film. Yeah, that's all that matters. I was up in the stands reviewing a cheeseburger. Murph, how about you? You've joined us from a uh, a different room, like the last three interviews. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out which room in my house has the best Wi-Fi. This might be the spot. This is my dad's office, so this is where he works from home. So if it's got good enough internet connection for him to make calls all day, it should work out for me. In the background, I tried to hang up some jerseys. They just kept falling down. So I didn't want anything falling down when we had our guest on that we just talked to. But I don't want to spill too many beans because we've got a good good episode coming up in a couple of weeks here. But this week's episode is all is all about BYU. We talked to to two of the guys from BYU this week, Ian Thunhorst and, and Jacob Eisenstadt. I can't even imagine what they're going through. Obviously, they learned that because of licensing with the school, they can't use the school namesake and logo. But they were fortunately given one last hurrah, a farewell season. And, you know, they seem optimistic that you know, they can kind of prove to the school how much BYU hockey means to them and the fans and the community. So it's a really cool podcast, cool guys to talk to. They were a couple guys that we had on our radar to have on the show, you know, prior to this announcement, just because it's such a unique atmosphere playing college hockey at BYU with all their traditions and the honor code there. And they've been following the show for a really long time too. So it's it good to get them on. We talked about it a little bit with the BYU guys, obviously, you know, comparing it to, you know, obviously this is a, a season like no other. As you, you'll find out in the interview, Fitz and I were telling them that they got to film this. And, and they told us that they are planning on filming it and that they're big fans of the, the NC State Ice Pack all access videos. And so if you haven't already watched it, I, I would stop listening now and go watch it yourself. It's definitely worth it. About 35 minutes, a little more than that. It's as close as the ACHA will ever get to a last chance you type documentary. I know both of you boys watched it. Click, what were your, your original thoughts i mean just the production quality is off the charts it literally felt like i was watching you know ncaa or even like almost an nhl level production they're awesome zach from nc state does an awesome job he's been running the media for the ice pack for a while now and he he Congratulations to Zach. He actually just graduated from NC State this past spring, but this was his final project. He said it was the one that took the longest. It was the longest episode by far. And I mean, I've watched most of the other ones. This was by far the best one too. Just the story of going to nationals and really just sums up what what the ACHA is all about. The voiceovers literally sounded like the 24-7s from like when they do them for the Winter Classic for the NHL teams. I was like, holy crap, this is legit. Exactly. Just like some of the camera shots that he gets, the way he he, he kind of captivated that story. And I thought it was really emotional at the end. The, the conversation in the locker room, you could just tell Coach Healy at NC State, he cares so much about those guys. And it was really cool to see because he's, he's, you know, different from the rest of college hockey, but like the players build the programs in the ACHA. And you can kind of tell when he was giving the senior farewell speeches, just how much they meant to the program. Talking about, you know, how far they had come in four years it was really cool to see. You know, people make fun of the ACHA, but then you watch something like that and you see how much it means to that group of guys and it's it's legit hockey and i, I agree a lot like the, the nhl 24 sevens and you know last chance you it's all about like, hey juco football is legit 
let's show you why it's legit. See how much these guys care and, and, you know, have the same, same feeling to it. So once again, thanks to Zach, you know, for putting those together that, I mean, that'd be really cool one day, you know, 20 years from now to show your kids that, you know, that, that that's what it was like, exactly what it was like. You can step into their shoes and see what it was like playing in the national tournaments. So that'd be really cool. Um, I'm very but, jealous. Yeah, that's for sure. I'll just have to show them my highlights on YouTube stream links. <laughs> With the fuzzy pixelate. <laughs> there's no, there's no interviews with me. There's no, no ISO cams. It's the uh, dress like a seat night for the fans <laughs> every night. Well, very rarely do they, do they dress like a seat out in, in, in Utah. And we, we caught up with the BYU boys and not only did they share their current situation, but they shared some stories about, you know, their time at BYU and what it's like playing out West there. So we'll cut right to the boys right now. We're pleased to be joined by some of the boys from BYU, Ian Thunhorst and Jacob Eisenstadt. Guys, welcome to the Hockey House. Thank you. Thank you. We're psyched to have you guys on. Obviously, like I was telling you guys before the show, this is an interview we wanted to do for a while. We wanted to get some BYU guys on. Some different circumstances now while you guys are hopping on here. But nonetheless, we're happy to have you guys here and uh, looking forward to it. Appreciate it. Jake, why don't you get us started? Kind of explain your your hockey route, because as we were saying beforehand, you, you're most likely the oldest current player we've had on the <laughs> podcast here. Kind of explain where you grew up and, and how you ended up playing ACHA at BYU. Yeah, for sure. So I actually grew up about 10 minutes down the road from BYU. It's not a hockey hotbed by any means, but my big brother played roller hockey growing up in the 90s. And so his coach was like, hey, just go try ice hockey. You're pretty good. So I just kind of just followed his footsteps, played travel hockey in Provo, kind of wrecked travel hockey. It was like single A. It wasn't until I was about 15 that I started to get serious with hockey. Played triple A um, in Salt Lake City for the Chatters and then played 18 triple A for the Regulators, also in Salt Lake City. After that, I played juniors in the WSHL here in the West Coast and played for the Idaho Steelheads and then the Cheyenne Stampede. So I aged out of juniors when I was 20 and then went straight to my freshman year at Weber State back in 2014. <laughs> so quite a while ago. <laughs> Played one one full year at Weber in 2014-2015. Played about four games my sophomore year and then broke my hand and had a couple surgeries. So I was out for the entire year. I transferred to the University of Utah after that, after I was all healed. I think that was 2016-17. Went to training camp with them. After training camp, just decided this wasn't the right place for me to be at the time. And so then I had transferred to BYU. So my true sophomore season was in like 2017 or 2018. After my last year of juniors till now, I've had five surgeries. So that's kind of played a, a role in why I've been playing hockey so long in the ACHA. Your, your elite prospects page is insane. I know. I, I you know, like talking, talking to it and obviously like, we do our research before each pod and, and most of the research was about the current situation at BYU. So we, we might've skimmed yeah. over this, but we'll, we will have to get back to it at some point. Cause I, I saw the elite prospects page and I thought it, there was like a typo or something. They duplicated so many years, and, but Jake, I'm happy to have you on here. Oh, I appreciate it. Guys. So Ian, how did you end up at BYU? So I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I played like double A and triple A for the and then I graduated from high school. I decided to serve a two-year mission for my church. So I kind of forfeited you know, any opportunity to go play juniors from that point. And so when I got back from my mission, I actually put in like a request form to BYU because I was where I was going to go to school. I sent a request form into the coach saying, hey, I was interested. I want to come play. 
he emailed me back and was like, hey, send me some footage. We want to see you know, where your skill level is or whatnot. So my mom found some old videos from when I was playing around younger, sent them in. And about a week later, he gave me a call and was like, hey, we'll offer you a spot on the team. And so that was, I guess, three years ago now. So I played for the last three years at BYU. And that's kind of how I ended up here. I, I grew out, out in the Midwest, but came out to BYU for school and just found a way to continue to play hockey out here. Nice. That's awesome. I guess we'll go way back for Jake's welcome to the ACHA moment here. Uh, you know, getting to Weber State. Obviously, you played a lot of junior hockey, uh, yeah. stepping on the ice at Weber State. What's the welcome to the ACHA moment for you? Well, in juniors, we, you know, most junior teams, you have your own locker room. You can store your gear. You practice every day at like 2 p.m., like a prime time to practice. So I would say my welcome to the ACHA moment was at Weber. 6 a.m. practices. And then storing our gear in a little tiny storage closet after every single practice. <laughs> that was something new to me. Like my gear was never, never dry at six in the morning. Any practice. I, I used to joke we had a similar situation in Syracuse. We we couldn't store our stuff in a locker room, but we had we have lockers like in a hallway. You so every guy on the team gets a locker, but you're storing it in like whatever, however cold the rink is, never dry. Not once. My, my gloves from freshman year are probably still wet if I went down to my basement. <laughs> that is very relatable. Ian, what about you? What's your welcome to the ACHA moment? So we had a road trip where we went up to like Montana and Wyoming and we were playing like University of Providence and uh, Montana State and those guys and stuff. We, we check into the hotel. We didn't, we normally have like a conference room that we get to put our gear out in and let it dry overnight and stuff. But at this hotel, we didn't. And I was like, well, I'm not about to let my back sit on the bus and like, just like get, like stay wet and stink in there and stuff. So I brought it to my hotel room, but I was like, I, I'm not going to inconvenience my teammates or my buddies that I'm rooming with kind of stink up our room. So I put it on the balcony outside of our hotel thinking that, you know, it would dry overnight and I didn't think to check the weather. <laughs> And we wake up the next morning to get ready to pack up the bus. And there's two inches of snow covering all of my gear from when it had snowed the <laughs> night before. I, I pack up my gear. I'm like, man, this sucks. It's all wet. It's all cold. I get to the, we get to the rink to play for the game. And I'm shoving like paper towels from the bathroom in my gloves and in my skates trying to dry as much as I can. But that was probably one of the worst times I've ever had to get dressed in the locker. It was cold, light gear for the snow. <laughs> That's brutal. I, I, yeah. I feel like you definitely learned your lesson there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is where we'll, we'll turn things over. Obviously the, the situation it's, it's hard for, you know, Fitz Glick and I to look at it and kind of understand what you guys are currently going through. Obviously like this comes a couple of weeks after the whole Robert Morris thing where their school shut them down and, and, you know, they're not even playing next year. So all those guys got to find new places to play. The BYU situation is very unique to club hockey and the licensing and stuff, but you guys will get to play next season, which is, which is good. Ian, do you want to kind of walk us through kind of this timeline and, and what happened here? Yeah. So basically, this is about last month. Our, we have like a board um, that oversees the hockey team and helps us out as far as just managing and things like that. And they received a letter from BYU basically stating that they weren't going to renew our contract 
And basically, all that contract is is it gives us permission to use the BYU name and logo. Um, it doesn't give us any kind of affiliation with them. We're not a club sport. We're not even an extra mural sport. We, we just have a contract that allows us to use the school name and logo. And so without that renewal, without that contract, we no longer can be the BYU Cougars or the, the Cougar hockey team. And so without that, you know, it, it kind of forfeits our position to play in the ATHA. Correct. Because as, as Fitz had talked about in an earlier podcast, when um, obviously with COVID and stuff, teams are trying to find ways to play because schools weren't letting teams play. Fitz, you talked about wanting to play in the ACHA, basically saying that you can't play if you don't have a school name, right? Yeah, I went as, went as far as to call up like the VP or whatever of uh, hockey ops for ACHA for the D2 division. I'm from Indiana, so I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll play, you know, we'll contact Mark Cuban because he went to IU and we'll just, you know, have him sponsor jerseys for us. We'll be the fighting Mark Cubans. Like, I don't care what we're wearing. <laughs> uh, go out there with a dinosaur on, on the front of my jersey. But yeah, I, I think that's uh, one of the rules. You got to be affiliated with the school if you want to like be eligible for playoffs or something. And so I guess my next question is, in years past, how does this work? Like, did you guys have to, like, other teams kind of report to, like, a club sports officer or somebody who works for the university? Did you guys have that? Or is it just, hey, here's the name, here's the logo, do whatever you want? Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it's been in years past. Like, we've never been affiliated with the, with the club sports in the school at all, like like all other teams are. We They just let us use their name and logo. Were there ever any times in years past where the school checked in and say, hey, you can or can't do something? Or was it you pretty much just never heard from them? I mean, there were certain guidelines that we had to follow. Um, at BYU, we have what's called the honor code. So there's like certain things that BYU expects. It's any student. It's not just for the hockey program. It's any student that's um, a part of the school. And so that was one of the things that they made sure that we were following, you know, down to the T. And then, you know, just making sure that our conduct was good as well, you know, on and off the ice as we represented the school in different locations that we went to, or even when other schools came to play us here, you know, we, we just had to act in like a certain manner, like hold ourselves to a high level that the school expected us to. So it, there's nothing like that they strictly gave us, but it's just kind of what the school expected as far as any students go. Yeah, I guess that's an interesting point, too, because, uh, you know, any other school, look at a school like Syracuse or, or IU, the logo doesn't maybe mean as much as the BYU logo does, because when people see the BYU logo, they automatically think to, you know, the culture at BYU and that honor code that you talk about. So I guess there is a lot of pressure in, in a contract like this. Kind of walk us through what, what the initial reaction from the guys was. Obviously, there's been a lot of support for you guys on social media. What's kind of the plan going into this final year and, and where, are you, where are you guys at now? Initial reaction, we had a Zoom meeting um, with our whole team and all the managers and pretty shocked, uh, confused because the school doesn't give us any funding and they don't make a, any money off of us. They also didn't give us a clear reason why they were canceling this contract. We were just pretty confused about it. And from my understanding, we haven't been able to meet with the person who made this decision. So frustration was another aspect of it. And the plan going forward for the season, I mean, there's a lot of fan support right now um, with our with our posts 
um, on social media. And um, I know people are going to be writing letters to BYU about this. I don't quite think they realize how much of a following that the hockey team has. I mean, we have a pretty big arena here at the Peak Size Arena, and we pack the place two or 3,000 people almost every game. So what, we're, what our plan is for the season, um, I think first and foremost is to represent the school as best as, as we can. Also, when, you know, win a national championship. Yeah, I think you guys have a pretty cool opportunity. Like we talked about Robert Morris, obviously just done, done Mm -hmm. under the snap of a finger. You guys kind of get to go on this last hurrah, this tour, and it almost works in your favor too because, you know, you get to, like you said, you get to compete for a national championship, you know, represent BYU, and who knows, maybe there's enough support this season and and they change their minds or, you know, even better, maybe they make you guys like a full on club sport. And and then, you know, all this is out the window. You guys at least have the opportunity to show for yourselves what BYU hockey is all about. I guess we can kind of hop into things here. You, you mentioned the rink. How far is the rink from campus? Is it on campus? Two minutes, two minute drive. It's it's basically on campus. It's not exactly on, but man, it's right down the street. Yeah, I used to have like later afternoon classes and we'd have practice in the evening and I would bring my rollerblades and throw them on after class. And then there's just one street, it's 900 that takes you straight down to, to the rink and I would just bomb that hill. <laughs> it's not on campus, but it's pretty close. It's not far at all. That's sick. Yeah. <laughs> pretty fun. I'm I'm all in on BYU uh, winning a national chipper next year. Let me know where to get one of those hats. I'm all in. Yeah, yeah. We'll send one to you. Yeah. <laughs> all in, baby. The the nice thing too is we were actually just looking at our roster a little bit ago just for fun, and pretty much everyone coming back from last year. We only lost two seniors, and then this is probably one of the best recruiting classes that we've ever had in BYU history. So this will probably be the most talented team that we've ever had in our organization, and pretty excited to see what we can do and we've already been getting the boys together to play some street hockey and we've been holding each other accountable as far as like hitting the gym and making sure we're on the ice at least once a week so we're having some fun over here the crazy part about this is uh what three seasons ago we were one game away from going to nationals and we lost the utah state of all teams in regionals in the the game that was supposed to send us to nationals we were literally one game away and this team this year is is going to be much deeper and much better than that team if i were like a film director and i couldn't come up with something to like create a documentary about right now i would go out to byu and i would film this season something special is definitely going to happen in this year probably going to be very dramatic and it sounds like this is just like the culmination of a lot of things coming together and it sounds like it's going to be really exciting yeah, documentary is already in the works. Actually, me and Ian are—he's already got a camera. We're we're actually already getting things set up for that. We'd love to hear <laughs> that. Yeah. Well, at NC State. I mean, I was—I watched their documentary. It's pretty sick. So we're we're hoping to put something together similar to that. And see that right there. I mean, like you guys, like you were saying, the school doesn't give you anything. Like you're only promoting the school for free, basically doing documentaries like that. Like, I I don't know, like you guys were saying, it's just completely confusing on why they they choose to do this because they only stand to gain because you guys are, you know, respectful, like. You go out, you you play good hockey, like you're just putting the school, you know, giving them more popularity, putting them in a good light. So it's ridiculous. Yep. Speaking of good light, like we said, BYU's got this reputation. I've seen the footage from the Weber State, Utah games. How are the BYU games? Like, are they just as physical? Are you guys like, are there fights? Are you guys trying to stay out of the box? What what does that look like? (laughs) 
if you want to see some good games, definitely watch the BYU Utah State games. But the Utah State is like our state rival, or I guess our best rival. And every time we play them, I mean, it always it's just super physical right out of the gates. You know, guys throwing guys, and I mean, obviously you want to stay out of the box. You don't want to take a stupid penalty and hurt the team, but sometimes you got to defend yourself as well. So it's it's hockey. You know, we we're, we're good guys on and off the ice, but. You know, when we're competing, we're we're not soft hockey players at all. You know, we we have that BYU reputation, but we definitely still fight and, and battle and things like that. I would say watch the games that we play up in Logan against Utah State because they pack that place when we come into play and they hate us. And it's it's a lot, lot of fun. But my favorite place to play. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> the same is always said about the guys from Liberty because obviously Liberty, kind of a similar situation. Those guys are following all these honor code rules and everything. Yeah. And then you get on the ice with them and like they're slew footing you and trying to rip your head off. <laughs> and then after the game, it's like, Hey guys, hop in the prayer circle with us. Good game. And yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. there's like a switch there. Like they, they, yeah. <laughs> they turn it off and on going back to it. Talk about the culture at BYU. What are the chirps? Like, I feel like you guys probably take the, the heat of a lot of chirps and you've probably heard them all at this point. Yeah. I mean, most of them are the same. They're, you know, about us and our, you know, the polygamous history with BYU, like, you know, how many wives you got or whatever. I mean, they're all the same. Every team comes up with the same chirps and they're about the same thing. It's all always about uh, our religion. Yeah, I mean, the, just the classic ones are just like, how many wives do you have or like, how many moms do you have? And, you know, we, we just look at those guys and we're just like real original. You know, I've never heard that one before kind of thing, you know, like. We, we expect to hear that stuff. And like, obviously it's like not a true reflection on like our families or anything yeah. like that. But we, we find it funny. Like it's, it's a good time whenever guys bring out trips like that. <laughs> I was say, I can only imagine the signs when you guys go down to Logan and play Utah State. It must be pretty entertaining, at least. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we take it with the right attitude, like Ian was saying. And you, you have fun with it, and you use it to fuel your game, honestly. That's, that's, a, that's, that's what I love about it. Yeah. No, nothing feels better than burying a puck in the back of the net and watching that place just go dead silent. <laughs> I mean, it's... it's yeah, you could probably hear like a, a coin drop on the ground. I see you guys got an Instagram post. You did some BYU hockey favorite chirps back uh, in May. <laughs> Said you had to keep them uh, PG-13 though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We try on the ice, but sometimes, you know, it's hockey, it's competitive. So. <laughs> How how about someone like the freshmen that might be like they just committed or something that are coming into this situation? I I mean, do you guys know if you've spoken with them of like what their future plans might look like or, you know, if they're looking to maybe transfer in the future because of what's going on? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't know about their future after this season. I know that our coach has spoken to all of the incoming freshmen and they are all still committed on coming and playing this season, which is honestly, I mean, that's a huge deal. You know, I would, I, yeah, I would, yeah. exactly. It would be understandable for the players to be like, oh, okay, well, uh, you know, I'm going to go somewhere else because that's going to have a team for sure. But we've got everybody coming back. Um, we've got the freshmen that are committed. What happens after this season to be determined? Hopefully we can make a statement to um, the university that, that will reverse their decision. You guys were one of the few teams in the ACHA who, who played a couple games this year. Uh, do you guys want to talk about that? What that was like, who you guys played? Yeah, so we went 4-0 this year. It was my first undefeated <laughs> season. <laughs> and the, the shirts. All, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we played Utah State four times. They were pretty much the only team that we could find that would, you know, either come down to Utah and play or, you know, was, was willing to at least schedule a time for us to play. We couldn't really find anyone else, which was a little disappointing because we, I mean, we were pretty much all in. We told the coaches, you know, we're, we're down to play. So whatever kind of teams we can find, let's do it. But it just came down to the four games against Utah State. What was it like uh, following the football team this year? <laughs> That uh, was pretty interesting, pretty exciting too. You didn't know how good they were because of the teams that they were playing, but they played well for the most part. They lost that game against Coastal Carolina. That was that was pretty disappointing, but I think they were ranked, right? Yeah, and then we were ranked to the top. But it was game. it was good. I mean, following Zach Wilson was one of the most exciting times for BYU football, in my opinion. I guess I, that circles back to my follow-up question is uh, seeing all these highlights of Zach Wilson and the Jets at these Islanders games. Did he ever make it to any hockey games? No, he didn't make it to any, but uh, I don't know if you remember Taysom Hill. He definitely came to one. I think he dropped the puck too at the beginning of the game. You boys doing the interview from a rink? Yeah. yeah. Well, so I actually, I'm a coordinator of the adult league, of the rec, the rec league here, I guess. And so they gave me an office. I don't know why they gave me an office, but I'm not going to complain. So we're just sitting in my office right now. Uh, this guy's actually my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. We, we got that on our team. Our, our rink is on campus. It's not nearly, it doesn't seat that much, but you know, classic, it's like a an on-campus rink, kind of similar to what you'd see, like a rec rink. Okay. We've got that too on our team. We've got guys on the team who are each other's bosses because they work at the rink. <laughs> That's awesome. He's a good boss. He takes care of us. <laughs> our, How could you, you guys... tell that I was in a rink? Yeah, uh, just the, the back, the background. I don't know. The white bricks yeah, gave it away. Right here. <laughs> Pretty classic, I guess. <laughs> Looked like we were drawing I, some plays up on the board back there. <laughs> I would have guessed freshman dorm building with the the bulletin board and the white brick. That that was yeah. my guess. That's a pretty good guess. As well. <laughs> uh, you guys know how old this guy is. You know we're not in freshman dorm anymore. Look at Sherp. Now our. Are either of you guys driving the Zamboni or sharpening skates? I sharpen a lot of skates. I don't drive the Zamboni, but I, I sharpen a ton of skates. We had a player in Indiana during a game. He worked at our, like our home rink. He was one of the employees, and no one was there to drive the Zamboni. So between periods, he took off his skates, and he drove the Zamboni around. And then he laced them back up, and we'd play. Oh, <laughs> no my gosh. Way. That's legendary. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's pretty sad. Murph, did we have BYU in the uh, – the Jersey challenge for the bracket. Oh, that, okay. So I, I spaced out for a couple minutes ago. Cause I, when I asked the Zach Wilson question, I also had the question about the jerseys. Mm-hmm. They were in the Jersey bracket, uh-huh. but they, people were out to get BYU in our <laughs> Jersey bracket because when quarantine first hit ACHA D2, their Twitter account did a poll. I want to say BYU beat Oregon in the finals. Yep. And <laughs> people, people were pissed. <laughs> And like BYU had all these Twitter bots and everything. So I guess, I guess the boys will know more than we do. Um, but they were a, an early favorite in our bracket. I don't know how far they made it off the top of my head, but I think it was what round of 32. We didn't, I don't think yeah. we made it to the sweet 16. This last year, we didn't do as well as we did the year before. Yeah. And we got rid of our bots this year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how close you guys are to the guys at Rebirth. We're, we're good friends with Doug from Rebirth, and we put on the story like any questions for the BYU guys. And he said, uh, ask them if they want third jerseys this year. So maybe we'll have to get a, a BYU sailor third jersey. 
We yeah, we definitely want yeah. a third jersey. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be unreal. Yeah. I mean, our whites and our blacks are pretty sick. Rebirth did a great job with our jerseys there, but we would definitely, if we want to do maybe a royal alternate third jersey. Oh, that would be nice. That'd be, that'd be pretty fun. I don't know if this is going to be our last year potentially. We may as well ball out. That's true. Is it, well, ball out, and then if it is the last year, you all get to keep them. So yeah, exactly. yeah. good investment. I, I had another question. We brought up the NC State documentary. I know in the the letter you guys had that you posted on social media, you talked about talking with the ACHA. NC State refers to themselves as the Ice Pack instead of the Wolf Pack, and they've got a, a, a custom logo. Is there talks of maybe coming up with some some other thing that maybe you know it looks a lot like BYU, but it doesn't exactly say BYU? Are you talking about so we can continue the team or? If you wanted to continue the team, but you couldn't use the BYU name and logo, are, are there talks of, you know, coming up with some sort of, I don't know what you would, what you, but like, I don't know, the Utah, the, the Utah Cougars hockey club or something. And then it's like BYU colors and stuff. There's an organization called the Provo Ice Cats that were made up of BYU students. And so, you know, that we, we talked about that as a possibility as becoming the Provo Ice Cats again. However, I don't think that's going to be, you know, an option as far as what the ACHA has said. They, you know, they want us to have like the school name and the school organization and things like that. So that, that's kind of where that's at right now. We're, there's not very much information on it. You know, we have talked about doing the Provo Ice Cats, but... Yeah, we're not we're not quite sure. Sorry, Jacob just got called uh, <laughs> to go scorekeep because the scorekeeper didn't show up yet. So <laughs> he's he's on the clock. <laughs> that so. that's awesome. Not all, well, now we can chirp him out his age, not in front of his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was a senior this past year, and when they said yeah. we couldn't play because of you know whatever the the school was saying we couldn't leave the county and i was trying to figure out if we could like you know backdoor and like say we're not affiliated with the, the university that the guy I talked to was like you could but it was like you know you don't want to um he really recommended we stay like connected with the school and that was right. like the number one thing he kept saying yeah yeah and, and we're running into the same issue right now you know we're, we're trying to find every way possible to keep this team together um if for some reason byu you know, continues on this path and not renewing the contract. Unfortunately, I just don't know if that's going to be an option at all. So we're, we're seeing it's it's still early. There's still a lot of time left, a lot of hockey to play. So I'm all in for this upcoming season. It, it'll definitely be something, something fun to watch. I, I, I promise you guys will enjoy catching some of our games. And then we'll bring you back on after uh, BYU school th- uh, rethinks the decision and uh, keeps hockey around. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, if you know someone sees that and can make it a legit documentary or something, that'd be pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, that's all I would say is make sure you guys get enough all the footage you can because who knows what's going to happen this upcoming year. Ian, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us. Pass that along to Jake when he <laughs> when he gets done scorekeeping. But like I had said, this is an interview we wanted to do for a while. Just you guys have such a unique perspective here where you're coming from and the culture of BYU and now all this happening. And like like we said many times, it's it's amazing that you guys get one more season to kind of get another crack at this because who knows anything could happen. Yep. For sure. Uh, we really appreciate the, the time that we got with you, with you boys and, you know, your, your support and everything like that has meant a lot to us. It's been a huge help. And so, you know, we, we just want to keep on that track of just, you know, trying to get it out to as many people as possible to, you know, hopefully help convince BYU that this is an organization and a family worth, worth keeping over here.
Once again, thank you to Ian and Jake for taking the time out to meet with us. Obviously, what they're going through is a very unique situation to the ACHA and the club hockey world. Wish them the best of luck in this, in this last hurrah for BYU hockey. The other day, I, I went and visited a former guest of the show, Ford Hatchet. He's down in Winston-Salem. That's where his job has, has taken him. We were, you know, catching up and, and, and going over some of our funnier stories and you know, sitting alongside Ford and, and friend of the podcast, Cal Stewart. We were trying to talk about uh, like things that I have, stories that I haven't brought up on the podcast yet for my my one career ACHA season thus far. One of them that, that kind of got swept under the rug, we were playing at NYU and it was early on in the season and we had some guys who were out that weekend. So we're already shorthanded going into it. And we play NYU. They play at Chelsea Piers. Everyone knows it's kind of a, a dumpy rink. It's got a low ceiling, small neutral zone, barely locker rooms. So throw that all in and then like huge physical game. Like we had a guy get hit and he landed and like his chin drilled the dasher board and he had to go get a bunch of stitches. We had a guy get hit from behind and had to go to the hospital for concussions. So an already shorted handed team lost a bunch of guys. We had a guy in the crowd, Jacob Padalino. He'd actually, he was the one who gave me my tour when I went and visited before going to Syracuse. He was a senior and fall of his senior year, he was doing an internship in New York city with a sports agency. And so we go to NYU, we play at Chelsea Piers and he comes to the game and he wasn't planning on joining us until spring because he was doing his internship, but Hey, he's in New York city. Why not come to the game? When NYU and Syracuse get together, it's usually, it's usually like a pretty big crowd because you've got all the NYU fans. And then there's all the Syracuse fans that live in the New York city area that come and watch the game. So there's a decent amount of Syracuse alumni at the game. They meet Adelino and as you do in New York City, they go out on a Friday night, they get drinks and then they come to the game. And we score a goal in the in the first period and uh, it was a power play goal. Ford Hatchet scored and he celebrated in front of all of these former Syracuse hockey players. And in that crowd is Jacob Padalino. There's a camera shot of all these guys jumping on the glass and celebrating, having a good time on a Friday night in New York City. So after the game, we're pretty banged up and our, our coach is catching up with Padalino. Just, hey, hey, how you doing? You know, whatever, catching up. And Ford goes up to him and says, like, and it's a, it's a conversation between our head coach, Ford and Padalino. And somehow in this conversation, they convince him that he should suit up and play tomorrow because we're so shorthanded. He had been skating and playing like a men's league in New York City, but like not practicing daily like we were. And so we were so shorthanded that the next night, like in warm, like, we're getting ready for the game. And like, I'm introducing myself to Padalino because I hadn't met him since I hadn't talked to him since he'd gone on tour. And so all of a sudden there's this guy who hasn't played a single game for our team. And he's just in the lineup. And we, we end up losing four three, but it was just hilarious seeing a guy that was in the stands having a good time as he should. And then the next night he was in the lineup because we were so shorthanded. You know, one of those things that only in the Acha does, does something like that happen. It would have been sick if he had a hat trick. <laughs> oh, oh my God. And, and it was like one of those ones where like, I don't even think he played bad, but probably anytime he made a mistake, we were all just like, oh, this, you know, this probably wasn't the best idea to throw him out on the ice, but he held, he, he, he was hanging in there. And it was just like, he's such a good guy too. Such a good locker room guy. Everyone loves him. And so like, it was probably more of a morale booster just to see him out on the ice with the team more than anything. But so did he play like the rest of the, that semester? No. So he only played that game because he, right, like, he was doing the internship. So he's living in yeah. New York city. So he just played that one game for us. And then he rejoined us in uh, January. So my question is whose Jersey did he use? I guess they packed his jersey. Somebody knew that. Like, <laughs> they knew. <laughs> um, it was destiny that he played that night. 
I don't know if it was destiny or if it was laziness and they just didn't even take his jersey out of the bin and we just had it with us anyways. We'll go with the first one though. Regardless of that, 4th of July here in the United States, and we're bringing back the questions. So, boys, I want to know, what's your most memorable national anthem that you've heard in your college hockey careers? We'll go Fitz. We'll go to you first. All right. Mine's a, uh, it's a funny story, but now that I think about it, it's more of like you had to be there moment. So I'll just tell it and nobody will laugh. One of our interns, she would work the score box and she would usually kind of show up a little tipsy and... We didn't have anyone to sing the national anthem. All of a sudden, she starts walking out with the mic in her hand. We're like, who the hell allowed this? And she starts belting it out. She was actually pretty good, but we made sure to like go grab her because she probably would have fallen like walking back. So that that's my quick story. I never really had like a big like, wow, that was a good national anthem. That's certainly a, a unique national anthem, though. Can't say I've ever had that happen. That, that's that's the only reason I uh, remembered it. I don't I don't really remember any of the other ones. I had my story ready, but. You now your story's that, changed. Now I have a story about a story that I've heard. It's a Syracuse So there was hockey. a reason I told that story because it, it ignited yeah. that in you. I, so you segue to my story now yeah. because um, we this. I, I wasn't there for this, but this is a Syracuse hockey story I've been told. So uh, Mike Kirick was a goalie for the team years back, usually the third or fourth string goalie. Never really a starter. He got to play one game against Rutgers and he got the win. Great guy. Great guy. I've gotten to meet him the past couple of years, but never got to play with him. A couple of years back, Syracuse used to play in uh, the NECHL. That's the league that we, we talked about with uh, the Niagara guys. It's Niagara, Buffalo, those teams, Oswego. The Neshel. The Neshel. And so Syracuse is hosting the playoffs. Like the playoffs are all being played at 10 of the ice pavilion in Syracuse. So couple of the Syracuse guys uh, when they're not playing are like helping out, doing the score sheet, doing the clock, you know, whatever needs to be done just to help the tournament go smoothly. So he's doing the booth for the championship game. It's either the semifinals or the championship, but Syracuse isn't in this game. And so he's doing the music for the game and he's in charge of playing the national anthem. So they do the starting lineups and the national anthem and he's in a fight with his girlfriend and his girlfriend keeps calling him while he's on the ox playing the national anthem. It happens so many times that Mike Eric, who has never sang the national anthem in his life, grabs the microphone and gives his best rendition before a national playoff game on the campus of Syracuse University. I've, like I said, I wasn't there, but it's a story that you, you can pretty much imagine how that one went. And so I think that's my best national anthem story. It, <laughs> he was already playing the anthem and the phone calls kept coming. There was no going back. I, I, I don't know. I respect the decision to go just hop on the mic and finish out the song. And yeah, it's some pretty good damage control. Yeah. Tough to follow up. It was because, you know, Fitz fed me that backdoor pass there. So I just had to bury that one and, and get the yeah. story out of the way. I, I just give out apples, man. You know, <laughs> that's what I do. Look, yeah. look, what's the, what's the best anthem that you've heard in your playing career so far? That's a story that's kind of tough to follow. I'll go with Navy. I mean, they take that very seriously. They're very patriotic. But probably the funniest thing is that right after the uh, anthem, obviously the fans are all super respectful. And they just go straight to absolutely chirping me nonstop for the next 60 minutes. You know, I'm doing my, my little uh, pregame routine and I just hear behind me just all their fans just absolutely shitting on me. Like, oh, it's going to be a great game. We hit that earlier, but obviously this was a great episode of the BYU guys. Even bigger one coming up next week and, and we're really excited about it. We'll kind of, you know, keep our mouths shut about it for a while, but we'll release some, some previews and whatnot. But really excited for the next couple of guests coming up here and uh, hope everyone enjoys their 4th of July and we'll see you next week. See you boys. See you boys next week.